of come into God's house with songs of joy, for we are the sheep of God's pasture. We are God's beloved. Good morning. And welcome everyone to Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church here at the gateway to the city where Christ is our center and children are our blessing and justice is our passion. Today is a high holy day for Presbyterians, for on this second Sunday in Lent, we are having our annual congregational meeting and a brunch. I heard an amen, I think, and clapping. So let's celebrate this day. It is so great to all come together as a family of faith and be together to hear what God has in store for us, where we have been and where we are going. So I do invite everyone to come down in Chatsey Hall and share a meal together as we hear reports and look to the future. This is the second Sunday in Lent, and we are in a sermon series about God's promises, God's covenants, and we have heard about God's promise of peace, and today we will hear about God's promise for a future. We have so many things happening in our news and notes. I hope that you will open it up and see all that David has included we have notes about the Chevy Chase concert series that is happening next Sunday, a percussionist, and we also have the Bach Marathon coming up next month in just a few weeks. There is an Easter festival coming up, and you can know that when you go down to lunch today, there is a question, and it is, have you lost something? And we don't mean your mind or your children. There is a lost and found at the church, and we have collected numerous pairs of eyeglasses and other sundry things. So please check out the lost and found. It goes back years, so you may be reunited with a long lost something. <laughs> for this to be the official day for the congregational meeting, we must hear our clerk of session read the call to this annual meeting. And so, I invite you now to listen to our clerk, Elder Norm Stant. The annual meeting of the Congregation and Corporation of the Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church, Washington, D.C., is hereby called for Sunday, February 25th, 2018, at 11 a.m. following brunch in Chatsey Hall. The purpose of this meeting is to receive reports, elect elders, deacons, auditors, and the Congregational Nominating Committee for next year. Consider changes in the terms of call for our pastors and consider any other business that may rightly come before it. By order of session, Norman L. Stant, Clerk, on December 12, 2017. We have so many ways to worship God. And so we worship, conduct our business, we worship God as we fellowship together over a meal, and we worship God in this very moment. My friends, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us worship God. Please stand and join me in the call to worship as printed in your bulletin. To you, O God, we lift our souls. Make your ways known to us. Lead us in your truth and teach us. The God in whom we trust.
God's grace flows down upon us as surely as the rain falls from the sky. God's grace washes us and makes us new for a new day. So let us gather and open our hearts to God's cleansing grace. Let us pray. Holy God, you call us to journey into the shadows of our souls, to wrestle with the evil without and within. You call us to struggle with who you would have us be and what you would have us do. But the path is hard and we are weary. Forgive us. Give us courage to face our fears and faith to trust in your guiding mercy. Trust us the ancient ways that offer new life and lead us into the joy of your salvation. God's promises are sure. Hear and believe the good news. Today is a special day in our church, and children, if you'd like to come up and sit on the front row so you can see, that will be great. Right on the front row. Sit right on the front row, on the floor, on the front row. Great. Lots of friends today, so we have to sit close. The Lord be with you. As, as I said, today's a special day. You know what happens today other than we eat lunch together and have a meeting and we say prayers and things? Today is a day that our church will never be the same again. And that's because three people and their children have decided that they want to become part of our church. So now our church is bigger and better and all of us work together to do God's work. So I want to introduce you to, these, to our new friends and their families. One person, Catherine Deanna, is coming back, to, back home. This is the place where she, was, where she grew up, where she was baptized, where she went through confirmation class. She went away for a little while to become a veterinarian. She works with, with dogs and cats right now. And today, she's coming, and this is James, who's going to hide, and this is Alex, and they're coming to be part of our church. We also have some people, it's a very international congregation that we have. Today, Cher Castillo and Darren Young are coming, so if you'll come up and join us. Cher is from Nicaragua, and you might know her because you may have seen her with her mother and her brother. So Karen Bartice and, and Adam, you stand up so we can see you. This is Cher's mom and her brother, and Darren comes from Toronto. Uh, Cher works in real estate, uh, Darren is in real estate development. Cher likes to go back to Nicaragua to help people who don't have uh, much. She goes back every a couple of years and takes things and shares, shares things. And she also works at Martha's Table and she's very active. And Darren likes to keep all these people together. Do I see children? Yes. <laughs> One sleeping. 
Can we, can, you can't lift him up where we can see him. I guess not. <laughs> Lincoln is eight months and Cruz is eight years. And Cruz, come up here. This is your time. <laughs> Cruz is eight years old. We've seen Cruz around here because he has been coming to Sunday school for quite a while with Big Brother, with his uncle, Adam. So, there are some questions that I will ask you all as you become part of our congregation. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Do you trust him? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? Will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? Let's say a prayer. If you'll pray after me. Almighty God, by the love of Jesus Christ, you draw people to faith and welcome them into the church family. May we show your joy by embracing new brothers and sisters who with us believe and with us will work to serve you. Keep us close together in your spirit, breaking bread in faith, and in, love. and in love, one with Jesus Christ our Lord. One with Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We have something to give you that is a special, it means something special to us, so we hope it will to you. This is a loaf of bread, and there's a reason we give you bread, not because we think you may not have some at home, but because the word companion, which we have become today, is companos, those with whom we share our bread. So today you are our companions in faith, and we welcome you. Will you help me welcome our newest member? children, it's time to go to Sunday school, and if you're in kindergarten through fifth grade, you go out the doors back here. If you're older or younger, you go out these doors, and we'll continue to worship. You're welcome. You're welcome. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also. Let us share signs of Christ's peace with one another. My friends, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our hope is in the God who raised Christ from the grave. And therefore, we come before God with our prayers of intercession, our prayers of thanksgiving, our joys, and our concerns. I would like for you to be praying and thinking about your prayers that you would bring before the congregation, you can pray on a blue card. 
You can pray in your heart, and you can pray by sharing that prayer with all of us. I do offer two prayers this morning. We need to pray for Pastor Eric, because Pastor Eric is leading a confirmation retreat with six of our confirmands down at Camp Hanover. And I've seen pictures of goats. So I know it's lots of fun. Uh, but let us keep these confirmands in our prayers as they learn about their faith and prepare themselves to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior and join the church as full members. I would also ask us to pray for Norm Stant, who is having total knee replacement surgery tomorrow. It has been long in coming, and so Norm is really happy but we don't know how happy he'll be on Tuesday. So <laughs> lift him up in your prayers. And Carl, too. What other prayers would you lift up this morning? Wiley. Uh, it's, my, it's my privilege, honor, and joy to offer up prayers of thanksgiving, gratitude to our Board of Deacons who have served so well for us. In particular, the 10 members whose term have finished, who have not left us, but will continue to serve elsewhere. And I, if I may, please, Molly, there, believe me, they have served in the shadows so well. Let me show them the light. Suzanne Stivotter, Susie Lasik, Chris White, Emily Mazella, Carolyn Race, Chris Marvin, and Pat Strauss. Now, three of these people who are, leave, uh, who are ending their term have agreed to go for a second term. And I'd be remiss if I didn't recognize John King Cole and impeccably dressed Stooks, <laughs> and, of course, the ever-active Her Grace Islop. So, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Prayers of Thanks and great appreciation for the many members of this congregation and friends who helped provide meals for the 35 residents, for 35 of the 70 residents at Interfaith Works. Many of you made lunches, drove lunches and meals up there, shopped for groceries, uh, prepared dinners. That's a lot of cooking for 35 people, and uh, helped serve. And uh, it was really an act of love. We so much appreciate all of your work, and I, like, I hope I get around to thanking each of you individually. We did a great job this week. Jane and I have a joy and a prayer of thanksgiving. Our son, Jonathan, his wife, Pam, who's sitting here beside me, and their two children, William and Rose, came to be living with us for a little while from London, where they've been for 12 years, they're making the transition to Washington, D.C., and we're extremely pleased to have them this close. Thanks be to God. Wonderful. Let us pray. Holy God of promise, holy God of grace, we praise your name. You do not stay far from us, but have come close to walk with us all our days and nights through all of our years. We thank you for the gift of this day and the chance to worship. We thank you for this church, each person a gift, a blessing. We thank you for our new members who have joined us today, and we ask that you bless them. You call into existence the things that do not yet exist. You bring life to the dead 
and give us a future. May we hear your call that leads us into life and hope, out of fear and into faith. Grant us faith like Abraham and Sarah, that we too might give you glory. This day we ask that you remember our world and its leaders, keep all your children safe from harm, and help us see the way to peace. Be with all whom we have named before you in gratitude and thanks, and be with those who are in need. You know their names, even as we name them in our hearts. Lift us up. Where there is despair, grant hope. Where there is death, grant life. Where there is illness, grant healing and compassion, comfort and peace. Help us all to see a future of hope and laughter that you make possible in Jesus Christ the one who has taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please join me in the prayer of illumination. God of mercy, you promise never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Enable us to respond to your grace's promises with faithful and obedient lives. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, amen.
Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Genesis, and we hear yet another story of God's covenant, God's promises with the people of Israel, God's eternal promises that are to us. Now, this story in Genesis 17 echoes God's call to Abraham from chapter 12 and from chapter 15. This is the third time that God comes to Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah will be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abram fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a son? The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we long for new life. We long for new hope. We long for laughter. We long to be able to trust your promises and hold on to your covenants. So stir our hearts, open our eyes, and give us visions of that which is yet to be. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. There's this movie, Pleasantville, that came out a while ago about a fictional town where everything was black and white. It starts out in black and white, where nothing changes and everything is pleasant. There's nothing terrible, there's nothing too wonderful, and then everything changes. The old rules are challenged, people get frightened, some get angry, some are amazed or bewildered or elated. And the world wakes up in technicolor. In the final scene, in this new world, where everything is different, two characters are sitting on a bench. And one turns to the other and asks, what happens now? And the other smiles and answers with relief and laughter. I don't know. A new future opens up. Questions, possibilities, hope. This is what God does. God breaks open new futures. We don't know exactly. It's full of questions. 
And yet it is a God thing. This future of hope and questions and laughter. It's wonderful and yet freshly born worlds are hard to navigate. There are no maps. All those questions, it's just not easy. Ask Abraham and Sarah. As I said, this is the third time that God has come to Abraham. The first time in chapter 12, God said, leave everything behind you. Leave your old world, travel to this new country that I will show you. And with all the questions, Abraham followed. God said, I will be your God and you will be my people. I will bless you and make of you a great nation. And through you, bless all the nations of the world. Abraham and Sarah set out into this new world back in chapter 12. And they became discouraged. In chapter 15, God said it again. And yet it's chapter 17, and 25 years have passed. And there's no great nation, not even one child. And God says, now Sarah will have a son. And Abraham laughs. But it's in disbelief, maybe a little hope. Yet God opens up a future, and Abraham and Sarah have a son, Isaac, whose name means laughter. God turns that laughter of disbelief into this laughter of joy. It's not exactly what Abraham and Sarah expected. One son? And yet today, there are billions of children of Abraham, Jews and Christians and Muslims, all children of Abraham. What joy. Now, in the church, we are already in God's new technicolor world. And the rules are already changed. Once everyone went to church and knew their Bible, God was up in heaven, and marriage was marriage. But somewhere along the way, the rules changed, and there are no maps. In the midst of this new world of possibility and hope and questions, I am so proud of this congregation. Over the last eight years, with God's help, we have done so much to trust God and follow God in this changing world. We started by asking ourselves, who are we now in this new world? Who are we supposed to serve? What is God calling us to do? Why are we here? What is our purpose? And then one of the greatest days, we acclaimed a vision we said when the world is crazy, we will be centered in God's love. We looked around at all the children in the church and we claimed them as a blessing. And we claimed the responsibility to raise them in the ways of Jesus Christ. We said God put us here to work for justice. Christ our center, children our blessing, justice our passion. I see Michael Huerta, I see Dick Regal, who were here, who worked on that visioning team. And I give thanks to God. God opened up a new future. Out of that future, we created the communications coordinator. We got on Facebook. We upgraded our website, which still we are upgrading. We told people, come and be with us. In that new world, we needed to shore up our financial resources, so people got to work. Ann Souter, Dick Regal, and rewrote our investment policy, Walt Lessig, Chuck Alston. We created an endowment, Ken Beam, 
And now we make seven times the investment income as we did just five years ago. Catherine Triantis. We joined a purchasing group with energy efficient lights we put in and a heating system. Thank you, Roy Cashin. And thank you to Ed White who brought the idea of that purchasing group. And thank you to Jim Kassab for getting our trash collection prices down. And Tom Hudson and so many of you on the ANF committee. We held a capital campaign. Greg Fudge, Linda Ertz, Ken Beebe, and all of you gave to it. We have learned about spiritual abundance and sacrificial giving from Sally Cox and Mary Frances Pearson. We have learned the importance of playing together from Amy Dominic and Sherry Lockwood and Kristen Best and Dennis Leister and Carter Blakey with lobsters and blueberries. Other things happened along the way in this new world. Marriage equality became law in DC. And so we worked for marriage equality in our church, in the Presbyterian church across the nation. Christy Schmidt, Jane Duffield, Jim Sandman spoke out on the floor of Presbytery. And when it happened, I held one of our members who had waited so long for that day as he wept and wept and wept in my arms. Tears of laughter and tears of joy. Refugees started pouring out of Syria, fleeing terrible violence. And we chose welcome. The Al-Hazori family has brought us laughter and blessing. And this congregation has blessed and blessed and blessed congregations and families across the nation with the documentary that they made of our congregation, Free to Breathe. Merrick Groeschel, Luan Nguyen, Anne-Marie Ralston, Lucy Kecker, who paved the way before us, and so many people. Mary Strauss's dentist, who have helped us along that way. So many, too many of you to name. One day, Jim Palm said, meet my friends who are working to prevent gun violence. And so Allison Marvin showed up to help write names on t-shirts. And we stood down in Chadsey Hall, and the children wrote names with magic markers on t-shirts. And we wept with those who wept. And I remember Arnie Brooks and John Hislop and Sandy Meredith and Bill Hoffman and Grace all pounding PVC piping into the ground. It had rained <laughs> the day before, and so we could do it. Just this past week, your session voted to support the March for Our Lives, to join those high schoolers who are seeking to change the world once again. Children now set our communion table, and they call us to worship every week. In the last eight years, we have welcomed more than 200 new members with more than 100 children. That's a lot of laughter. And much of this is thanks to Pastor Lynn and people like Linton. We hired Eric. Carl Alexander, Anna Hodgson, and, and raise your hands if you were on that APNC. We have done so much, and I am so grateful to God and all of you. But the world keeps changing, and we face new challenges. 
even though we've taken in over 300 adults and children, at the same time, we've had 400 people leave us through death or moving away or stopped coming. A particularly hard reality is that Pastor Lynn is retiring and with the rising cost and fewer people giving, we will not be able to hire someone new. And we have had to make difficult budget cuts. We face many questions. How will we sustain the ministries of Pastor Lynn? How can we shore up our finances? We know that God opens up the future with new questions and new possibilities, with hope and laughter. And it calls on us to be creative and to trust. We wanted to find out where we go next. And so your session voted for us to take the church assessment tool and we learned some important things. We learned that all in all, we've done a good job navigating this new world. We have all the right stuff to thrive. We have all the resources, the amazing creativity of this congregation. We have all the talent, all the energy in all of you, in all of us. We learned that you love this music program so much under the magnificent direction of Julie Evans, we have what it takes to thrive in this new world. Something else we learned is that our faith resides a lot in our heads. <laughs> we really like to think and learn and study. We are highly educated and we want to understand our faith intellectually and we work hard on our faith with our hands and our feet through needlework and cooking at Miriam's Kitchen and Tap and so many ways in Chicago. We have a lot of passion about justice and peacemaking and caring for the little and the most vulnerable. But sometimes we miss the connection in how that head and that heart connects deep in our souls, in the core of our being where that love of God resides most deeply. It's spirituality. And we want to get in touch more with that. We want to experience more of that. And we want to experience more of each other. Deep spirituality, deeper relationships, that true sense of belonging as God's people. As good, faithful Presbyterians, do I hear an amen for that word Presbyterians? Amen. We have created the next strategic planning task force. Amen. 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 This task force is not like other task forces that I've been on because it's been operating spiritually. When they come before you today, they have no outline with 10,000 specific goals and strategies. A few. But it has been coming out of prayer and story. It's been about finding our story in God's story and connecting with the God who is always opening up new life. It's about trusting the God who leads the way, the God of Abraham and Sarah, the God of Isaac, laughter, the God who raised Christ from the grave, the God who has created and recreated the church for more than 2,000 years. 
It's a technicolor world out there with uncertainty and questions and hope and laughter. But this is what God does. Trust. Trust. We are God's people. God opens the future. God leads us in. God has for us a future of hope and a future of great laughter. And let the people say, Amen. Thanks be to God for all that God does in this church and through the world. Every week we have the opportunity to rededicate our lives to the future of hope and laughter. So my friends, even as the offering plate comes by, if you've given online, if you have paid all your pledge in full already, God bless you. If you are putting an offering envelope in the plate, Pass that plate to the person next to you. And as you hold that plate, say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Help me trust in you. Our morning offering of our tithes and our trust will now be received.
During this Lenten season, may we ever be mindful of your many blessings and your covenant, dear Lord. Thank you for this church, for hope, for laughter, for music and fellowship. Bless these gifts to your service and us to the purpose you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us go forth from this place, trusting in God's future. For we go with the love of God and the grace of Christ Jesus and the power and the presence of God's Holy Spirit with us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. 